0: Proverbs 1, we'll read verse 5 this evening. The Bible says a wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain wise counsels. I want to talk tonight about teaching our children to be wise. I don't know if any day, I know wisdom has always been great need, but I don't know if there's been any day that uh, created a greater demand a greater need for wisdom than the days we're living in. And uh, there's a lot of Christianity that lacks wisdom and discretion needlessly because we have it right here in the Word of God. God has given us everything we need to walk wisely. And I want to talk parents primarily to you, but at the same time lessons we can learn as adults in growing in wisdom Uh, Young people, you want to be wise and you don't want to wait until you're old to grow wisdom or to get wisdom. Too many would look back over the course of their lives mistakes that have been made and would say, I wish I would have been wiser. I think all of us, in honesty, would have to say, I wish I would have been wiser in my decisions, my relationships, and uh, what I have done in my... Time there in school. How many say, I took advantage of everything that was given to me early in life. Great wisdom. I was a sponge soaking up uh, what God was pouring out in his bucket of blessings. Uh, We all missed some that we should have gleaned and some that we should have gained. Uh, So let me just mention literally a few simple short points tonight. Uh, Number one, a wise man is easily approached by the wise. If you're going to get wisdom, young people, you need to be easily approached. Now, this goes for every age. This isn't just for the youth. If, if you're going to grow up to be a wise father, a wise mother, a, a wise husband, a wise wife, a wise employer, a wise boss, early in life, you need to say, I need to be very approachable because I'm not wise None of us uh, have have reached the pinnacle of wisdom. All of us should say, I want to be approachable. And if someone has some wisdom that they can impart, now let me just say this, too often we're approached, or approachable, easily approached by the wrong influences, the wrong voices, the wrong people. Matter of fact, in youthful ignorance, often, you turn on or tune into the wrong voice instead of shutting that out. That's not a good way to grow in wisdom. That's a way to become a fool. And God is. Carefully placed, no, no accidents on the planet, guys, carefully placed authority in your life and your parents in your life and specific people, unique. Be careful, young people, because here's what I've seen is, is people begin to grow and they begin to search for wisdom. They don't like the voices that God has put directly into their life. So they begin to look for wise voices in the distance. Here's the problem with wise voices in the distance. They don't know you personally. They're speaking to people in their families, their congregation, their immediate circle, and each person is unique, and each family is unique, each situation is unique. And for a person that constantly wants to quote wisdom from someone long distance, they've already told me, I don't like the wisdom of the authority that God has put in my immediate life. So in order to look spiritual or look wise, I'm going to block out my closest voices of influence and find someone wise that everyone admires long distance. And let them be my guide. There is no replacement on the planet for your parents. And if you, if you read the book of Proverbs, here's what it says. You go to Proverbs 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and throughout the book, what does it constantly say? Heed the instruction, hear the instruction of thy father and your mother and parents here's the best way to develop that in them to make them approachable make sure from an early age you're constantly giving instruction the bible talks about deuteronomy 6 when they're rising up when they're sitting down in the way and when they're lying down which means for the moment they're getting up, there ought to be an initiation of proper instruction. When there's traveling going on, it doesn't matter. Back in the day, it was by foot. You got a car, which it makes it even easier to use that time as quality time when it comes to instruction, time at the table. We're not talking about a Bible, a Bible verse, a sermon. We're talking about teaching everything from relationships Right friendships, right voices, wrong voices, manners. There's so much that needs to be taught. Yes. We talked last week about the simple, and everyone is born simple. Young people, if I were to pull, pull out a chalkboard tonight that is totally clean, that's you at birth. Now, here's what's going to happen. Eventually, that chalkboard is going to be full And at some point in life, there are designated people with markers are going to write on your chalkboard. But at some point, you get to choose who's writing on your chalkboard. And everything that shouldn't be written on your heart, your mind, your soul, at some point, it it falls on you and saying, I've got to make sure I have the right voices and I'm approachable and I'm allowing wise people to impart wisdom. Young people, a lot of you are are really slow in your path to wisdom because you have surrounded yourself with a few select voices that are low on the wisdom charts. They're likable. Likeable, they're agreeable, they're funny, they're charming, they're entertaining voices. They're not adding any wisdom to your life. Young people, you need to accelerate. Now, here's what happens. Your age from from the age of three to the age of 23, you can gather people in their classes and you usually, there's not a whole lot that's going to distinguish them. Usually they distinguish each other by looks or by charm, by wit, by size. But... Young people at some point, usually about 25 to 35, you know who's really distanced themselves from the rest of the pack? Those that tuned into the right voices in their youth and gained wisdom. You see wisdom in their finance. Here's what we see young people in this day and age. Why why is it that you you see kids highly indebted, got a credit card in their youth, and seven, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars later with no way to get out from underneath that debt. Mm-hmm. Not just a principal credit card, but now they have one to Lowe's and they have one a Walmart and J.C. Penney and yeah. owe on a vehicle and while well, they owe on all those things, now they're talking about getting into a house payment. Mm-hmm. Somebody did not impart to them. Wisdom. Chasing uh, a person and trying to fast forward in the marriage because of uncontrolled sexual desires. There's a general lack of wisdom. Seeking constantly the wrong relationships. One of the things that I consistently hear among parents is boldly a lie that parents have told themselves. Well, my, my kids, is just they don't have the right kind of friendships around them. That is their choice because they're the wrong friend because water seeks its own level. Stop lying to yourself about, well, the wrong influences, just pursue them. Birds of a feather, they flock together. Yeah. Now, people, hear hear me out for a minute. Wisdom does not come natural in the heart of a young person. And you need to constantly be attaching them to people that are guiding them in wisdom and distancing them from those relationships that include a foolish voice or foolish behavior. That may be classmates. That may be cousins. That may be a close friend. And you got to say, you know what? You're going to be kind to them. But that's not the voice that needs to constantly be guiding you in your decisions. A wise man will hear. Young people, you ought to be approachable by the right kind of people and unapproachable by the wrong kind of people. You ought to say, if that authority is speaking, I'm going to listen. If the word of God is being spoken, I'm going to listen. Isn't it amazing how kids can be entertained by the stupidest voices on the planet and bored to sleep by some of the most profitable voices on the planet? You ought to train your ear and train your mind and train your heart. It doesn't have to be interesting. It doesn't have to be entertaining. This is the generation, their minds have been trained, their imaginations have been trained, everything in their life has been trained. If I'm not entertaining, if this doesn't keep my attention, I'm not going to focus. You need to learn the discipline. If this is something that is beneficial for me, if this is the right person speaking, I tune in and I don't allow my own selfish mind, undisciplined character to wander in my thought process. It's amazing how many profitable voices in our life fail to get our attention and how much worthless speech clatters and absorbs our attention and fills our thoughts the wise man says no thanks to that the wise man says oh i can enjoy that conversation for about five or ten minutes but at the end of the day that's not going to fill an afternoon it's not going to fill an evening it's not going to absorb my thoughts parents here's what we do even with children We allow that because, well, they're 10, they're 12. You're establishing a habit. You're establishing a pattern of nonsense that says you're going to be stupid for a long time because you can't identify, is this a profitable thing for my mind, my heart, my soul? Is this building character? Is this increasing my relationship with God? Is this helping me live a wiser life? And here's what's... Here's what's extremely problematic. The Bible says in verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. And instead of including voices into our life, uh, voices with a strong fear of God, we think wisdom is simply because they've been able to accumulate money. Capital City, maybe for the first time 13 years of pastoring this church, I'm actually nervous. Watch two things guiding our adults. The love of money and emotions. I didn't think I'd see that at Capital City. The love of money is the what? It's So if you know the root, if God identifies in our life, in this world, the root of all evil is what? The love, not money, the love of money is the root of all evil. Do not let another Christian brother who has developed the love of money to guide influence affect the life of your young person because. They've established a good career or because they have a nice home or because they drive a nice car or because they wear nice clothes or because the world deems them successful. You better make sure to cut that voice short in their heart and in their mind because the end of the day, the love of money is still the root of all evil. I don't want that voice in the heart and mind of my child. Well, you don't want them to have a good career. I want them to be successful, something that actually matters to God. And if they're making money, I don't want it to have their heart. I want them to understand the purpose of money is to honor God and to help others to reach the world. You're to be a channel. What worries me is that it doesn't worry others. You don't have to make a lot of money to love it sacrificing their own children, their relationship with God, souls around the world, and anything that is spiritual for money. I don't want that voice in my Christian school. I don't want that voice in my Sunday school. I don't want that voice in my youth group. I don't want that voice in my teen teen class. I don't want that voice heard anywhere By young people that are desirous of honoring God. And we equate financial success with wisdom. Financial success can be the greatest stupidity on the planet if it's not on the foundation of the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Thank you, preacher. Young people. We want you to be wise in everything you do. Wisdom is not one-dimensional. Wisdom isn't just finances or just relationship, just marriage, just child-rearing, just ministry. Wisdom is in every single aspect of life. You ought to have wisdom in fifth grade, in sixth grade, eighth grade. You ought to be the wisest person in your class. And parents... Here's the most important thing you can do in teaching your children wisdom is to constantly ask them this question. When they're going to make decisions or when they've made a bad decision, don't tell them no or yes or what were you thinking? That sounds crazy. That's absolutely idiotic. I would throw all of those responses out the window and ask them one question every time. Is that the wisest thing to do? Is that the wisest choice? Is that the wisest decision? Is that the wisest step? So we can contemplate and say, well, it's decent. It's not the wisest. Well, it's a good choice. It's just not the wisest. Okay, then let's backtrack and talk about what would be the wisest thing to do. Because ultimately, young people, when it comes to those, if, if you want to set yourself aside and distinguish yourself and honor God and have the blessings of God, you need to say, I need to grow in wisdom. Now, now, what's wisdom? Remember this. What's wisdom to start with according to the book of Proverbs? Starts with knowledge. That's why we send you to school. Well, I don't understand uh, calculus and geometry and... I don't either. Most of us went through We don't understand it either. But school is simply about you taking those books, you taking those classes, you gaining as much knowledge. And guess what? Most of school is not what you learn in a science book. It's what you learn in relationships and submitting to authority and following through with your homework and listening to instructions and reading comprehension. And there's so much more than just whatever subject you learn, algebra one, or Algebra 2, you may not take any of that and use it later in life, but you'll take what you learned in that classroom setting and use it later in life if you learn to glean wisdom. But it starts with knowledge. You accumulate knowledge, and then you add to that knowledge, what's the Bible say? Understanding. Knowledge with understanding just makes you smart idiot. That's it. A high IQ idiot. How many ever met one of those? High IQ, absolute idiot. It may be their computer expert, an engineer, whatever they're doing. Guess what? Successful on some level, but an idiot on so many other levels. Because they gain knowledge, but added no understanding. And parents, we have to constantly make sure that they're gleaning the right, the right kind of knowledge because Satan wants to include constantly the wrong knowledge. Be simple concerning evil. That's why you ought to turn off the TV, go through their books, make sure they read the right material. I'm shocked at how many third graders, hold on, how many third graders don't even know how to read there's got to be an emphasis on them getting knowledge. If they can't read, they're in trouble. But once that knowledge has been still and there ought to be a search for knowledge that lasts way beyond 12th grade. How many of you dislike school and you thought I don't want to go to college? I don't want another four years. I don't want to have to study. I don't want a master's. I don't want a doctor. I want to get out and get free. Raise your hand. Okay. How many realize when you got out, that wasn't the end of your knowledge? It may not have come in a classroom, but guess what? You still had to get it somewhere. If you were going to excel, if you were going to become successful... you are going to have to glean knowledge from someone and life is about making sure our young people are getting filled with what? The right kind of knowledge and then taking that knowledge where there is a right kind of application and saying, how do I use this math and how do I use this computer for good and for God and for right? And how do I use these writing skills and how do I use this toolbox and this chainsaw And this lawnmower and this oven. There has to be understanding that leads to wisdom. But you want to make sure you're approachable. And young people, be careful because most people, at a certain age, sometimes it's 15, sometimes it's 18, sometimes it's 25 or 35, most people at some point become unapproachable. That's right. That's a bad spot. The worst spot you can be in life is to become unapproachable. I'm 51, and may God kill me if I ever reach the point where I'm unapproachable. And it doesn't matter. Here's what we do. We have our list of five. The older we get, the smaller the list becomes. I'll only listen to these three voices because it's the only three that I like. God doesn't always send you a voice that's appealing to your ear. That's right. There is no one here that's going to make it through life without making some dumb decisions. But the, the more you surround yourself with the, right, the wise, and here's what I want to do, young people. I want to make sure whoever it is is an expert in their field. I'm not getting marital advice from someone that's been married for 10 years. No, thank you. I thank God for books and for conferences. I'm looking at people in ministry. I, I have people try to give me ministry advice. They've never even been a pastor before. Can, can you imagine if, if I walked down to, to some of the place of business where you guys worked and walked in and started telling them what to do and how to do it and why they should do it? He said, Pastor, you look like an idiot. And so do the man that offers advice in an area with no experienced success. Right. Well, come and ask me advice, financial advice. If, if it's outside of biblical principles, here's what I do. If you're investing in stocks, let me point you to the right person because I'm not the person to give you that kind of advice. I'm not the one to talk to you about cryptocurrency. And for that person that thinks he's an expert on everything, he's an expert in Nothing. Young people, wise man says, if if I own a Toyota and I have mechanical problems, I'm not going to a 10th grade friend that knows how to change spark plugs. Mm -hmm. That's the epitome of stupid. You say, I'm going to go find the wisest man in that area, an expert in that area. Tune in my ear and listen to some wisdom. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Preaching to the adults right now. I'm amazed at the number of adults... They're reaching age to think they're the expert on everything, and no longer need anyone to give them any advice. That's a strange spot to be in. There's some that listen—they have selective hearing. That's the type of hearing that happens at church. We sort through what we want to hear. We block out what we don't want to hear. If it doesn't fall in the category of agreeable or my preconceived ideas, certainly it can't be the word of God. Oh, right. This is the type that happens in the home. Like the two men that were talking to one of them said, my wife talks to herself a lot. And the other friend said, mine does too. She just doesn't know it. She thinks I'm actually listening. <laughs> Selective hearing. Mm-hmm. We're unfocused hearing. How much of this happens in our lives? It's just chatter. It's about 85% of what happens in a church. It's just chatter. I mean, literally nowadays, this is why you go to youth conferences and people tell a story and they'll laugh and joke, be a comedian for 30 minutes and then they'll quote a Bible verse and sit down. We've given up because... People have so trained themselves because of entertainment. Right. To tune in, to tune out, and most is just chatter. They're not hearing what others are saying. It's just, uh, young people, you need to make sure you're actually processing if, if there is a wise person, a wise voice, someone that will help you out in life, and parents, if you're going to help that child become a wise person, you teach them, you train them, you instruct them, and you say, when there is wisdom being imparted, when there's a wise person in your presence, shut out everything else and tune in to what's being said. And when there's nonsense going on, tune it out. Amen. Learn to use your ear. To tune into the right thing and tune out the wrong thing. Look what it says in Proverbs 4.10. Hear, O my son, and what? Receive. Let's say that word together. Receive my sayings. You know why there's a lot of stupidity at 18 and 20 and 22 and 26? Not because those things weren't said. I don't believe anybody in this room can say... I didn't hear those things in my youth. I didn't hear that instruction as a teenager. I didn't hear that kind of preaching when I was 20. No, no, no. There's a difference between hearing and actually receiving. Number two, a wise man is constantly growing. Look what it says, verse five. A wise man will hear and will do what? Will increase in learning. Young people, you want to say, here's what I'm going to do in life. I'm going to constantly be growing. Look what it says in Proverbs 9, 9 You got to say, I'm never going to plateau. I'm never going to stop learning. I'm never going to stop receiving instruction. Proverbs 9, nine, Give instruction to a... Now, hold on for a second. you need to give more instruction to someone that's already wise? According to God's word, yes. Amen. If you give instruction to a wise man, he will be what? He will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will do what? Increase. Here's wisdom. You say, I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to constantly grow and learn. I want to stop. Young people, young ladies, if you're growing and learning, make sure you marry a young man that's growing or learning because 10 years into marriage, if he's not, you are. You're going to have a tough time keeping that marriage together. And young men likewise. You better marry a wife that likes to grow and learn or you're going to be eating the same meals for the next 20 years. The same dessert, the same tetrazzini, the same spam sandwiches. Yeah, and women, you're going to be living off the same $25,000 a year. And in Austin, Texas, that's not a pleasant thing to do. Better make sure he's growing and learning. Number three, look what it says in Proverbs 12.15. A wise man listens with a heart of humility. Proverbs 12 15. The way of the fool is what? It's right in his own eyes. Now, young people, you have to understand this this is you in your foolish youth. Well, I know this. I got this. I don't know how many times I've talked to youth. So confident in their stupidity. They come to you and look at you like, what? What's the big deal? You you just don't understand, Pastor. No, I'm 51 and I don't understand a 13-year-old. Teach your children the humility of saying, I don't know enough. Your bigger problem, I tell teenagers this all the time, college students, the problem is is not what you don't know. The problem is you don't know what you don't know. That's the problem. If you could just recognize, I don't know all of that, and I still have to learn, and I should be learning more. But in pride, you'll say, I'm 17. I'm 19. I can pick the right person for the rest of my life. I've made it this far and done pretty well. You can't even comb your hair. (laughs) Parents, we've got to be guiding them and saying, The world is stupid, and sin is stupid, and the flesh is stupid. And as, a, as an adult, there's no excuse for being stupid. Wisdom says, I've got to look beyond me and my emotions and my needs and say, Who am I hurting through this decision in order to help myself? True wisdom says I'll pay the greater price if it means someone else gets a larger benefit. If I'm helping someone around me, I can take the hit. Wisdom says I will live selfless if it means it's beneficial for someone else. Young people... Be very careful in life that you don't live in such a manner that you're labeled as the class idiot, the class clown. They ought to know if there's one person in our class that's wise. You can be entertaining and be wise. You can be funny and be wise. You can be witty and be wise. But as parents, we've got to help connect our kids to wisdom and say, if there's a voice in your life that is making you less wise, we've got to eliminate that voice. Proverbs 6, 20, and we'll finish. A wise man will hear and do. Do, immediately do. Look what it says in verse 20. My son, do what? Keep. What's it mean to keep? To do, to put into practice. My son, Keep thy father's commandment, forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine neck. tie them about thine neck. When thou goest, it will lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, the law is a light. I'm being guided by the wisdom because I'm not just hearing, but I'm immediately doing Young people, you can hear all of it, and so many do. But if you're not, listen, too many hear and and walk out the door and never put anything into practice. Young people, you need to be one of those. Every service you go to, you ought to write something down that God spoke to you about and say, I'm going to immediately, I'll walk out these doors, I'm putting it into practice. I'm not waiting a week. I'm not waiting a month. I'm not praying about it. If it's right to do, it is immediately incorporated into my life. If it's guiding me into wisdom, we're going through our same spiritual rituals where we tweak our spiritual ritual. But at the end of the day, our life is exactly what it was 10 years ago and in some spots worse. You know, wisdom says if God's speaking, I'm listening, and if I'm listening, I'm putting it immediately into practice. Church, if you had the same pastor that I was 20 years ago, you most of you wouldn't even be here. And if I'm the same pastor now, in 10 years from now, may God help us all. Because you need a better pastor tomorrow than you had today. And the only way for that to happen is for me to open my ears, hear, tune in to wise men, and then make an immediate application of those things that the Holy Spirit of God through others teaches me. And if my parents don't have a, I mean, if my parents, if my kids don't have a wiser dad today than they had five years ago or five months ago, if my wife doesn't have a wiser husband If our college students don't have a wiser teacher, here's what's amazing. In every other aspect of life, we grow. Financially, oh, boy, I'm getting close to retirement. Uh, Oh, boy, I got to learn how to take care of my vehicle because the cost of a mechanic is getting too expensive. Uh, Oh, boy. In all these areas, we're growing. And in the spiritual area, we plateau. And they try to hit the brakes to keep it from going downhill. Every born-again child of God should have, should have spiritual growth that is measurable by everyone in close proximity. They've grown in their knowledge of the Word of God. They've grown in wisdom. They've grown in grace. They've grown in doctrine. They've grown in their relationships. That ought to be measurable. You know why? Because we're supposed to be imparting that to our kids, because you're going to have to be wiser at 10 than I was at 10, because your world's a whole lot different than mine, and you're going to have to be wiser at 25 than I was at 25, because your world is totally upside down, inside out, and very different than my world. God helps his parents say, wisdom with all by getting, get understanding, with everything in your body, seek wisdom. And then impart it and teach your children. You don't walk about the wisdom, you're in for some huge heartaches and headaches.